philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war is a war that until they are no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes that until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race and is a war that until that day the dream of lasting peace world citizenship Hey guys, welcome to In The Spotlight with your friend and brother, Roger Goodwill. Now today, uh, it's going to be a very different and unique topic. Um, I'll be touching from various things, which includes um, recently um, the Time report to New York Times that the White House will require officials to wear masks, but not the president, President Trump, to wear masks. Um, we have also seen where... Uh, different um, states, especially those of um, the Republican Party, have been reopening um, barbershops, salon, movie theaters, restaurants. And of course, all these are being done in a very secure and protective manner. Um, we're also going to look, um, we cannot avoid this topic. I started with the reggae legend of Jamaica, Bob Marley, um, he, he was singing the, the quote, he was actually quoting um, El Selassie, the king of Ethiopia. And I just want to review what he said. He said, until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned, everywhere is war. And until they are no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation, until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes, and until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race, there is war. And until that day, the dream of lasting peace, world citizenship, rule of international morality, will remain but a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained. Now, everywhere is war. Uh, indeed, 
Bob Marley was indeed singing and predicting at his time what was happening in the world. Now, a lot of people like when they talk about uh, racism, they like to point out the United States of America. But let me bring you home to classism and colorism within the African-American community, within Caribbean community. I am from Jamaica, and we have a classist society, a color society also, a classism and colorism society, which eats at the core of our society. Uh, there is a song by... Um, by dancehall artist Spice that I would like to play for you before we get into the details of classism, racism, uh, what is happening in the United States of America, con uh, different countries reopening their borders, opening um, their restaurants, their society knowing that we still haven't found a cure for the vac a vac a cure for the corona no vaccine for the corona and so i'll be playing this one so i'll be playing a song by the the artist from jamaica spice who last year she made a big deal. Well, she made a big deal um, internationally um, and, lo and locally within the Afro-Caribbean, Afro-American, Afro-society um, in terms of the darker skin um, ladies and versus the brown skin ladies. And people overall. Uh, we must confront these issues. It is something that I was thinking not to talk about because I know that there are a lot of uh, discussions and divide with it. So please listen to this song. Basically, um, this is what we are seeing. This is what 
we are left with we are left with the the divide between racism and classism the racism we know it's it's um prejudice which is hatred for a person of color we know that classism um it entails um where you are born the amount of money you have you you have your wealth and it also has to do with your skin color now a lot of people will not agree with me on that one when i say skin color but someone can be um be rich wealthy but because of their color one could say you know they are not accepted within that portfolio within that group of rich people even though they're rich but because they're coming from a background maybe a poor um background or inner city community and climbing up the social ladder they're still not accepted not be, um not because um they're rich but because of where they're coming from and one could also look at their skin complexion it is something that many of us um of color many of us of dark, darker shade of um of black would have to deal with on several um occasions several um um situation now i first and foremost i want to apologize for the explicit language which was used within that song but i want us to 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 just take a minute and let us focus on truth we are all in search of truth we are all trying to find our own meaning of life our meaning our why where we created and why are we here now there recently there was a killing um in Atlanta Georgia of an African American man uh who was 25 years old he celebrated his birthday on Friday and he was he celebrated his 26th birthday on Friday now um i will not make a comment as a regards to whether he was innocent or guilty what i would say um that we have to treat each other as human beings we have to love each other we have to see each other as of 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 people with dignity another christ and if you are a non-believer if you are someone who do not believe in god or in jesus christ at least use morality morality or growing up basic common sense will tell you oh you treat me is how i should treat you you know we must be our brothers and sisters keepers and so when i saw that video um i saw several videos but i saw the video when the young man was running away um they say he was jogging but he was running and two armed men uh approached him lay waited him and killed him and of course they filed a report which was contrary to what was seen on the video no friends uh this is i've seen and i have heard a lot of um um racial stories whether it be mass killing do that be a killing of a young black african american 
we as a nation, as a people, we're living in a 21st century. We're living in a society where we have to see each other as persons created in the image and the likeness of our creator. We have to look beyond our cultural background. We have to look beyond our skin color, our, our creed, our sexuality. We have to look beyond these and find the humanity in each and every person. If we are to attain the dream of El Selassie, if we are to attain the dream of Martin Luther King, if we are to attain the dream of Abraham Lincoln, if we are to attain the dream of Marcus Messiah Garvey and, and Malcolm X and all those who fight for the dignity of each and every person. We remember Rosa Parks and all those who stand, those who stood up to the injustice of their day for the dignity of every person. In order for us to achieve this, we have to love each other. And some people would say, we have been saying this forever. We have been saying that love is the way forward. We have been saying that love is the only way for us to grow, to be more civilized. To be loving. We have been saying this for several years. My ancestors before me said this. Those who came after said the same. But why is it? Why is it that as a human family we have failed to find love? I remember reading, um, when I was doing philosophy in the Dominican Republic, we talked about the, the kingdom of men and the kingdom of God. And I think it was uh, written by St. Augustine or St. Thomas Aquinas. And he said that the kingdom of man, it is where we see our fallen nature. It is where we see broken humanity, a human, a, a human race divided because of greed, because of loss, because of envy, because of sin, the root cause of it, because of sin. A humanity that can attain universal love but because of the need to be alone, to be right, to be selfish, we have blocked our neighbors away from ourselves. And so in the kingdom of man, we kill, we murder, we lie, we cheat, We go against the good. 
In the kingdom of God, St. Augustine writes, that man no longer sees himself as broken because he's in the presence, he's in the presence of the divine. Therefore, his sinful nature is removed and he's now able to attain peace, joy, happiness, and clarification because he's is in front, is beholding the beholder. Now, maybe that's one of the reasons why we cannot attain this true love in which we have been seeking. We have had marches, we have had petitions, we have had foundations created, we have had conferences, we have had religions coming together praying. And these are signs of what is to come in the kingdom of God. But in the kingdom of man, it is like we have forgotten that this kingdom this earthly kingdom, it is just a preparation for what is to come. It breaks my heart when I see a fellow person of my skin color or any person being treated less than a human person, being treated less and the demigod that he or she is. The African American community, the black community, have experienced some of the most wickedest, evil, historical situations there is. I'm trying to find words to describe even the idea of slavery. I'm trying to find words to describe segregation. I'm trying to find words to describe poverty. I'm trying to find words to describe the situation in which many of our Afro-American, Afro-Caribbean, or black people have experienced over the years. Some would say that it is their fault. It is our fault. It is our fault why we are poor. It is our fault that crime has infested our communities. It is our fault that 
or community is ruined or run rather by single parent or soul. It is our fault that our community consists of so many teenage pregnancies. It is our fault why the African-American community here in the U.S. majority have experienced the scar of abortion. Yes, we must admit where we have gone wrong in our upbringing of our children, in our family life. We must admit that we have created communities that have been devastated by crime and violence. We must admit that because of history, we have failed to trust the system. And so we are afraid of using vaccine, of listening to the government, because we have been tricked several times. But in admitting where we have gone wrong, in admitting where we are fallen short, we must also say that our religion was taken from us, our language, our culture, our names, our way of living, our belief system, our family life and situation, our wealth, our education, all taken from us, our land, our books, our history, all taken from us. And so the African-American community, the black community, we have been searching for so long for an, our faith, for an identity. We have been searching for so long to find out who we are. We know we are kings. We know we are from Africa. But we do not know where we are going. And so we are left with the option to divide our sons, our fathers, our uncles have been murdered. Our children have been butchered in the womb. Our fathers are not present. And so our young men, our boys, have decided to create gangs, to feel connected, to feel at home. Now let us look at Jamaica. Let us look at 
countries where black people exist. But they're not divided by race. Rather, they're divided by colorism. We look at the story of Usain Bolt, where he was treated differently because he was of darker complexion, even though he was famous and had money and was famous throughout the world. He was still treated as a second-class citizen in Jamaica. It happened to Bob Marley too. Bob Marley was from a poor family. He made money. And several people within the Jamaican society would have called and reported him to the police. The Prime Minister of Jamaica, the former Prime Minister of Jamaica, the Honorable P.J. Patterson, he had to face colorism and classism in Jamaica. Comments like, you're black, you're too black. You're black and ugly. These are some of the statements or words used to degrade our kings and queens Let me take you to Cuba. Cuba, they have a good percentage of black people. But what do you see being portrayed of Cuba? A light-skinned country. The Dominican Republic and, uh, and the island of Hispaniola shared between the Republic of Haiti and the Republic of Dominica. Two countries, one island, separated by history, separated by color, separated by culture, separated by language. What makes the Asian and the Dominican different or dislike each other? It is not because of their poorness or their poverty. It is not because of their language. It consists of their color, the color of their skin. Many Caribbean countries, many countries in South Africa, let us look at South Africa. The lighter skin South Africans are in one part of the country the darker ones are in the other part of the country. The lighter ones, the lighter skinned ones, they are wealthier. They have the opportunity to access wealth and a better education. The darker one, they are the one in poverty. They are the one who are financially burdened by the situation in which we have placed them in. Let us look at Zimbabwe. Let us look at Kenya. Ethiopia. These are countries 
on African content. Divided by culture and color. When will we, as a people, when will we strive to be different? When will we see the other person as that image and a reflection of my true self? You know, I thought that the coronavirus would have somewhat created universal a universality amongst us. I thought that with this corona passing borders and going across nations, because remember, it was first thought that it was only the Chinese would have gotten the corona. And so many countries started to close their borders. Many people stopped eating at Chinese restaurants because the idea was it was the Chinese and it's a Chinese virus and only the Chinese will get the coronavirus. Today, the coronavirus is a pandemic. It has spread throughout the world and have affected all people of race, language, culture, creed, and sexuality. And still, instead of coming together, instead of sharing resources, we have closed our borders, we have shut ourselves in and shut others out. We have created a world where it is still me, myself and I and nobody else. Until the philosophy, until the philosophy, brothers and sisters. Recently, I yesterday I saw in the news, today it is also in the um, Times newspaper, the New York Times, where the secretary of the Vice President Mike Pence was infected with corona. The butler or the attendant to the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, was also tested positive for the coronavirus. The Prime Minister of the United Kingdom of Great Britain was tested positive for the corona. This virus, it knows no color, no borders, no nationalities, and one would believe that we 
would have come together, share our resources, and fight this pandemic. Friends, brothers and sisters, my listeners, for those who will listen to this in 2020, for those who will listen to this in 2025 or beyond, we have to attain universality of peace. It is the only way it is the only way we can love each other. It is the only way that we can see each person as ourselves. Because if we see and love each person as ourselves, what better the world would be? What a change. What beauty it will be. Friends, as we move into the reopening of our countries and state, as we look and see countries like Italy, Spain, Germany, and various countries continue to reopen the economy. Let us do the right thing. What is the right thing? Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Or use hand sanitizer. Keep the six feet distance. Practice social distancing. It is not about you. It is not about you being good and you being okay and not being sick. It's about the other person. It's about the other person. Until the philosophy, brothers, until the philosophy of love is pushed forward until the philosophy of justice of true justice is pushed forward you and I will see brothers and sisters living in harmony living in peace caring for the other. Universal peace, universal love, it doesn't mean that there won't be disagreement. It doesn't mean that there won't be conflict. Because we know we live in the kingdom of man. We live in the kingdom of of man or some would say the kingdom of men but in the kingdom of man we have a glimpse 
of what is to come. We have a glimpse of what is to come. For those of you who are Christians, who believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting, who eat, who partake in the breaking of bread and the drinking of the precious blood of the Lamb, we have a glimpse of what is to come. If you and I, that small percent, we being a small percentage of the world population, if you and I practice this partial divine love, because we cannot have the fullness of it, we can express it, but because we are in the kingdom of man, our expression of the divine love, our attainment, attainment, and the expression of it is limited. And so let us look for the other person. Let us look them in the eyes and love them and care for them and pray for them. Let us stop killing the child in the womb. Let us stop murdering our black boys and girls. Let us help those in poverty. Let us help those who cannot read. Those who who are in need of something to eat. A roof over their heads. Or education to attain. You and I can do this. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you and may God continue to bless you. Please like and share this podcast as I continue to invite others to come and join and continue to share my thoughts and reflection. May God bless you. Thank you.